Hey, everybody, and welcome. My name is Lois McNair. And I'm Emily Lewis. We are walking in relationship with God, with each other. Standing in wonder of who God is, talking about our purpose. That's right. We're seeking truth and finding God's heart together. And we hope you really enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome to the Redefining Feminism with Purpose podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. It's the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. (laughs) Amen and a woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's not what that means. Oh my gosh. So So the RFWP. Is that that is that what we're uh-huh. defining here? Okay, That's go ahead. That's right. Maybe we're the recovering fundamentalists with pants, <laughs> skinny jeans, pants, same thing. Same thing. <laughs> or maybe we're the radically freed without permission. <laughs> Ooh. Or radically freed, wonderfully pardoned. Oh, that one's kind of. Oh, yeah, I kind of like that one. Yeah, that one's that one's like a little more serious. Or we're just really funny women people. <laughs> That's so corny. <laughs> it's so funny though. <laughs> uh, we are repping freedom with pride. Okay. <laughs> I think we're really freaking wonderful people. nice uh i'm pretty sure we're going to be accused of being raging feminist women preachers is that fit can we just rfwp (laughs) right 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 um radical free women in pearls did you catch that one i i did catch that one i don't wear pearls but me neither but i have a pair (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay so let's just let's just i'm lois and i'm emily and all of these funny names that we just gave you actually were made up by (laughs) other people (laughs) just for fun we should crowdsource more often I, i think so I think so. There's some pretty hilarious people out there. And there were a couple of them that I thought were absolutely hilarious um, with the word pink in it. But I can't repeat it online because somebody will take it and I'll be accused of whatever. Who knows? (laughs) Just know, Nathan, that Emily and I laughed really, really hard. It took me a while to uh, get my air back after that one. So... In all seriousness, we would like to officially welcome you to the first ever episode of the RFWP, Seeking Truth, Finding God's Heart. Uh, We are so excited to have you here and to be able to be talking to you, even though we can't see you wherever you are today. Uh, It's just so exciting to be able to share this, this message with you, and we can't wait to dive into what each of these four letters actually represents and it really represents our mission doesn't it right um because you know rfwp you know it would be very easy for a lot of people to just um 
come off of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast and assume that this is the Recovering Fundamentalist women's podcast. Boy, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Um, But, (laughs) and it's really kind of a play on words, but, but each one of those letters represents a part of who we want to be and, and who we are asking God to help us be. And we can talk a little bit more about that, but I do think I'd like to spend just a few minutes um, and share with our listeners the really cool way that God brought you and I together because without sounding cliche, but I can't help it. It really is a God thing how you and I met. Absolutely. Yeah. So you were on the RFP last spring. And after that, sometime the guys had asked you. In the summertime? Yeah. The guys had said, hey, would you be interested in doing a women's show? Yeah. So I was I was on a couple episodes in July. And, um, and it was kind of funny. I have to tell you this. I don't think I've told you this, but, um, so the guys, you know, as they started out, I think they're about to drop their 50th episode, um, which is super cool. But, um, when I came on, I was the first female interview and that was before Mike and Jen Peters and all that. And I was sharing that information with a worship leader friend of mine who knew that, you know, my background when I was younger was IFB. And, and I had not even thought about this and I teased the guys about it, but he said, wow, it took them six months to have a female on the show. (laughs) (laughs) None of them are like that. I promise. They just were kind of getting into, you know, what, what they were doing, but yes, um, in the fall, they reached out to me about um, possibly, you know, hosting. And I, I told them I'd be willing to pray about it. I was pretty excited about it. But there was a lot going on in the fall, including my daughter, one of my daughters getting married in October. Oh, that's right. So it kind of went on the back burner for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mike and Jen Peters episode, they teased the guys teased that they were expanding the family of podcasts and that's when I reached out to JC and I said hey if you ever want to do a women specific show I would love to contribute help out some somehow do you know support that and then he sent me your name he said you need to get a hold of Lois yeah yeah and then um in November, like right around Thanksgiving time, I get this uh, message on Instagram from this cute little redhead that I've never met. And it was you. And she's like, and you were like, I I hear that they're growing. But what I loved at the end of that message was um, I would love to connect, collaborate, or support you in some way. And I just immediately was touched by that because I'm like, man, that's a servant heart, you know, just, you know, just, I want to be supportive. I want to help. So anyway, correspondence back and forth a little bit. And then um, 
just through messages. And then you were like, Hey, let's set up a zoom link. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen till December. And what's really crazy and people might not, uh, appreciate that as much, this as much as we do, but it was December 17th. It was exactly two months ago, um, from the date that we're recording that we, uh, first sat down on a zoom call and just, it's just crazy to me that it was just two months ago that we first, um, actually got to talk. Right. And not only, but not only two months ago today, but like really the time that we're recording now is the time of our first zoom meeting. And then from then, it's just been a, a whirlwind, um, which was really, really cool because I live in lower Alabama, the other LA, and you live in Montana. <laughs> right. And then we talked some more and we wanted to connect. And then... I sent you a picture of the beach and you're like, we need to see each other face to face. And by the, by five days later, I was in the middle of Montana in snow. It's so true. (laughs) With you and your family. And we talked about that a little bit. Right. When we filled in for the guys. Right. But I just, you know, some of our listeners probably haven't heard that episode. And it's just really awesome because you and I are at two completely different times in our lives. Um, we currently have both, both of us have four children each. We're both married, but yours are five and under and mine are 19 and up. Right. It's, it's really cool how God has brought that together, how we can have so much in common, like an IFB upbringing, but then you two having your own journey out of legalism and how that started when you were pretty much my mm-hmm. age, the beginning of that and uh, just how God pulled it all together. And we can speak to different life experiences and different points in people's journey. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I would like for us to maybe um, jump into a little bit of the four words, and I know you've already put it out on social media. So, especially on Instagram, on our, by the way, you guys can follow us on Instagram and I'm going to let you say it because I'll mess it up. It's rfwp.sisterseeker <laughs> on Instagram. And then it's very similar on Facebook and on Twitter. You can come follow us there and keep up with all of the latest news and updates and we'll be rolling out content and hope hopefully going live and doing meetups and stuff virtually. So you'll definitely want to follow us on the social platforms. I love the fact that you're a big idea person and I'm sitting back here going, let's just get the first episode recorded. (laughs) So many ideas. So, So, um, how about you introduce what those four words um, really mean to us and kind of the direction that we're going with this podcast? Yeah, I'd love to. So the R is for relational. The F is for faith. W is for wonder. And then P is for purpose. Um, And that just embodies so much of what we know to be important in our Christian walk and 
what we also want to relay to other women, uh, and we'll, we'll get into this some more, but we really want other women to feel empowered in their faith and own their faith. And even if you're men listening, there is just no room for secondhand spirituality. And God is so relational and you get to own your faith. And he just commands our wonder and our awe. And then he provides us with purpose and gives us mission. And that really sums up what what we're all about and what we want to convey through the entire podcast. Right. And I love the fact that you mentioned women and men, because we've already had some of the guys who are, are already listening, are going to be listening with, with their wives. And I know that some will take that and twist it, but you know what? I mean, God's word is God's word and um, people who have a heart for God have a heart for God and, and it's okay for anybody to listen. We just want to be relational. We want to be faithful and understand God's faithfulness and stand in awe and wonder, like you mentioned, and also purpose. So how about if we look at a few verses and just kind of, we won't go into long detail, but let's let's break those words out a little bit. Yeah. Can you, do you mind starting with Psalm 139? I know you really wanted to yeah. pull relational out of because God is so relational yeah. in there. Yeah, he is. And you know what? At, um, down the road, I want to do a podcast um, just on Psalm 139 and kind of give you a little bit of the history of how that passage um, became so important to me. But um, God is a relational God. He created us for relationship. He created Adam and Eve for relationship. And one of the things that I love if you look at the beginning, I think a lot of times people jump right to the deception and and even Adam sinning, and we forget to just be still and look at the fact that Adam and Eve, in the cool of the evening, had fellowship with God and walked with Him. To me, that's the first beautiful mm-hmm. picture of relationship yeah. and God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit were all there in that moment. Mm. That's incredible. So we really do serve a relational God. And in Psalm 139, we don't have time to read the entire chapter, but um, you know, it just starts out, Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know, when I sit down, when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. And of course, the passage just goes on to talk about this. A couple of things in the very first verse, known, oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me or known. That is the most intimate word that could be used there as know and known. And if I remember correctly in my study, it comes from the word yada, um, which we say yada. So it's kind of like, I like to share it. Like when you're talking to a friend and you're like, you say, well, this happened and this happened and yada, yada, yada. (laughs) 
you're really kind of saying, you know, you know, you know. So here he's just saying, um, the psalmist is saying, oh, Lord, you've searched me and known me. And the first time I heard somebody talk about this passage, um, it was pointed out that the word me is not in the original um, language that it was put in by the translators to help us understand. Now, um, I'm not going to die on that hill because, you know, I've looked it, I've looked it up, but um, somebody else can, can verify that. But um, the thing that I love is if you look at Psalm 139, there are 78 personal pronouns just in that one Psalm as as David is talking to the Lord, 78 personal pronouns. And I know that this is Old Testament. I know this was David talking to the Lord. But again, if God's word, which we know that it is, is inspired and breathed out by God to men to write it down, we know that passage itself shows how relational God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, the triune God is. And to me, that's just super, <laughs> it's just super special because he is a relational God. We are made in his image. He created us to be relational with each other. Um, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I need to stop because I could like totally go into the entire chapter and that's not this podcast, but yeah, that's what the relational aspect starts out with me. Right. And I, I love to say like God makes himself knowable to us and he, Jesus Mm -hmm. died to redeem that relationship. Like our sin gets in the way of our fellowship in our, the beauty that is available in that relationship but Jesus died so that we could have that relationship. I mean, that's that's how much this matters to God. Like, I mean, you can you can read Romans five and see the proof that Jesus died to reconcile to redeem um, that connection that we can have to the Father. Yeah, and and one of the things that um, and we we will talk about this at another time, but the fact that he, he died to redeem that relationship because obviously because of Adam and Eve's sin, but we still have to go back to the, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that sin separated us from a loving God and it hindered that relationship, but he knew all along the rest of the story. Yeah. That's so, yep. And he was not going to let us go. No. And I think that's what's just mind-boggling about the Father's love, isn't it? That he's always pursuing us no matter where we're at. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, J.D. Greer in one of his books. Uh, he said, God motivates us by the security of his love and mm. that relationship that won't mm. be broken. Right. Were you raised that way with the security of God's love? No, <laughs> no, I, I was taught that he always loved you or loved me, but that it's, I guess the best way I can describe it is that he always loved me. Like that was sure. And that was concrete, but that 
he would didn't always like me. That's how it always felt. Like, well, he loved you enough to die for you, but he doesn't like to be around you. Or, you know, does that make sense? Mm. <laughs> Unfortunately, it does make sense, e- even though we know that's not how he operates. But yeah, I think we've we've talked about that before, that um, it's kind of like, I think we humanized how he felt about us. Because if we did something and somebody got mad at us, we felt like they were mad at us. And how are we going to reconcile this? And we humanized God's response to us by people that we're tangible with. And that's not, it's not how he operates. I'm not saying that God doesn't have wrath because obviously we know in scripture that that is there, but in his relationship with us, he never stops loving us. Never. Yeah. And that's what makes God, his ways are not as our ways (laughs) and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Mm -hmm. They're so far above us. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you talk about the next letter um, and you start out talking about about faith and we'll talk a little bit more about that. You had shared a couple of scriptures with me. I think it was one was in Hebrews. Yeah. So when I think about faith, one of the first verses that comes to mind is Hebrews 12, 2, that says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And that's so important and special to how we go about living out our uh, Christian life because uh, before it felt like he started it and then we kind of have to finish it. Like there's a verse in uh, Philippians that he is, he that hath begun a good work in you will also perform it. And he's the one that does the doing even after we get saved. And so often we pick that burden back up on our shoulders and we act like it's ours to carry. And it's not because he's the finisher. And while we know and believe that we can't lose our salvation, so often we're afraid of losing that standing with him and we're trying to earn holiness, um, sanctification or something. And we're, we're just putting that mm-hmm. burden right back on our shoulders. And so Hebrews 12 two, he finishes it. He finishes what he started. Right. Because, <laughs> and I, and I so understand what you're saying there because it was like, um, faith in salvation and then the sanctification is supposedly up to us. Even though it's preached that it's not up to us, the practical day-to-day things, um, I did get the impression that my sanctification was up to me. So it's just uh, really good to remind ourselves that we're resting in that because I think that's where the gospel mm-hmm. for all of our life comes in. And, you know, the guys have covered this. Um, so many people have said this more eloquently. And, you know, the Young Baptist podcast, Clay and Josh are articulating this so well, mm-hmm. what we believe. But practically walking out the gospel in our everyday life looks looks like acknowledging our own weakness, that we can't do it, and that Jesus is is completing that for us. Yeah. So what do you think, um, when you think of faith for yourself or others, we hear a lot of people talking about faith. Well, I have my faith and the word faith now can be used for a number of religions, even a number of, um, 
quote unquote community that that it's not talking about faith with God. So maybe we need to clarify a little bit more what what we mean about faith when we're talking about faith on our podcast in the future. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, do you want me to take that one? Absolutely. Okay. So when we're talking about faith, it's not just I believe in a God or I believe that Jesus died. It's not a, a as much a cognitive decision as it is something that is de- deep down in our heart. Because I heard for my entire life that Jesus died for me. I heard that he rose again, and I honestly believed it. And I knew I was a sinner. And I can point back to a time in, in my teen years that I can say, you know what, this is the time where I admitted that I I couldn't get myself to heaven on my own, and I was sinful. And that was the the mental ascent to it. And then years later, mm-hmm. when I got a hold of grace for all of my life and how the gospel impacts everything, mm-hmm. that's when it it became more personal. And it wasn't just a going through the motions. It wasn't just, I'm going to do these things because this is how I'm supposed to behave. It's more yeah. about our faith does impact all of our life. It's not just something we go and do. We walk it out and live it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd like to kind of flip that around and look at the other side of faith. Um, And something that the Lord's just really been impressing on me this week is his faithfulness to us. You know, he, and I've heard this phrase over and over, he is faithful even when we are faithless. Mm, That's so good. So it's not what... It's not what we do to stay connected to him. He is faithful. You look in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, and it says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. They, meaning the mercies, are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then verse 24, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And so... Um, in the King James Version, it, it says, um, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Here in the English Standard Version, which I love this version as well, says the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm-hmm. His mercies never come to an end. So when I think of faith and I think about that word being represented in our podcast, it also reminds me of God's faithfulness to us. And that that hymn that I loved growing up, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my father. You know, I just I love that. And so um, I'm reminded that even when I am faithless, even when I struggle with doubt or I'm questioning, I'm deconstructing some things and I'm and not deconstructing. We've talked about this before, not deconstructing in a, in a bad way, deconstructing so that I own my own faith. And so that I understand what he's speaking to me. Um, I'm just so thankful for his faithfulness, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right. And that goes back to, he's the one that's doing it. 
He's the, he's the one that's keeping us and he's, he's the one that's faithful because we know that we can't be. I mean, any, any of us that have tried for any length of time, uh, know that, that we are depending on his faithfulness completely. And it's exhausting when we don't depend on his faithfulness completely because we were never created to earn our salvation or to walk this um, in our own strength. It's him. So we've got relational and we've got faith in the faithfulness of God for the F in our letters. I would love for you to share um, the word wonder. Your eyes just light up when you talk about it. And so I, I want you to share that. I love talking about wonder because that's actually what shapes everything that we do. Being in wonder of who God is and what he has done for us allows us to fulfill the first and great commandment, right? So we know we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and this is the greatest commandment. And knowing that it was the greatest commandment, I remember trying to muster this love up for God like altar call. <laughs> like, if you don't know what to pray, just tell the Lord you love him. And I'm like, I love you. And it just was felt, this felt so awkward. Like I, I guess I love you because I'm supposed to, because you died for me, but I, it just felt so impersonal. So when we stand mm-hmm. in awe of who God is and just like pause and be still like, One of my favorite verses that God just has helped me be still is Psalm 4-4. And Mm -hmm. I'll just give you the first two words and the last two words, and it's stand in awe and be still. Mm. And if we can stand in awe and be still in his presence and let the magnificence of him move us and stir us, that that informs everything that we're doing. Any any good works that we want to do, any fellowship of Jesus that we want to do, which are good things, should flow out of mm-hmm. our wonder and awe, our beholding of who God is. Mm. Right. There's another passage that you mentioned when we were talking about this word wonder, Psalm chapter 63, verses 2 and 3. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull that up real quick and read it. And then I want you to expound on <laughs> what that what that meant to you. Psalm 63. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start with verse 1. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. I'm so glad you started with verse one. Haven't we all been thirsty like that? Like where, isn't Mm -hmm. isn't there something more to this? Like 
there has to be something more to my spirituality or Christianity than a bunch of doctrine that's just dry, a bunch of rules that sound good, mm. and me towing the Come line. On. Like, don't don't we get thirsty for God's presence? Like, God, would you show up? And we we get to be in his presence. Like, that just honestly baffles me. And I think we need to be okay with that. Let ourselves be baffled. Let yourself behold God's power and his glory. Because like, we... We can't be in his presence. He doesn't let sin in his presence. He's so holy and so pure. Yet because of Jesus, mm-hmm. we get in and we get to behold what even the children right. of Israel couldn't. And his his right. steadfast love, right. like you said um, in the ESV for Lamentations 3, he won't, his love won't ever leave or, or his love won't ever cease. Right. Yeah, we'll never cease. It will never end. If that does not make us stand in awe of who he is, I don't. I don't know what will. I think you you mentioned something key there. It says, "Don't we thirst for him? Don't we long for him?" And I think when you're not you, but the general you, when you're tied up in trying to be perfect and trying to prove that you're worthy by, you know, what you do, what you say, how many times a week you go to church and all of these things, you don't have time to be thirsty and to long for him. I I remember a song and this is going to date me, but um, years ago, uh, Larnell Harris, one of my first, um, favorite vocalists came out about the same time Steve Green and just I just love Larnell's voice and I I still love his voice but he he um and hopefully I can remember the lyrics but it was I miss my time with you and he's talking about that like God is speaking to us um these moments together I want to be with you each day and it hurts me when you say you're too busy busy trying to serve me but how can you serve me when your spirit is empty? There's a longing in my heart, knowing just a part of you. It's true, my child, it's true. I miss my time with you. So when you said that, you know, rules and this, and, and yes, scripture gives us guidelines, but when we get so wrapped up in all that and the doing of church and the doing of this and that, and the calling this out and calling that, we we miss the most important thing. And that's coming into the presence of the Father, spending time with him, hearing from him, sharing our hearts with him. And that should bring us to a place of wonder. Right. Mm. I don't know where to go from there, Lois. Okay, so let me share a song with you for, by Hillsong that came out several years ago, just a little bit of the words. Have you ever seen the wonder in the glimmer of first sight as the eyes begin to open and the blindness meets the light? If you have, say so. 
I see the world in light. I see the world in wonder. I see the world in life bursting in living color. I see the world your way and I'm walking in the light. Mm. I see the world in grace. I see the world in gospel. I see the world your way and I'm walking in the light. I'm walking in the wonder. You are the wonder in the wild, turning wilderness to wonder. Those are just some of the lyrics Mm. of a praise song to God and what he has done in the life of a person where they see the world through his eyes. Hmm. That's to me a big part of the wonder of who he is. I think I would love to end this word with a quote from Jared Wilson's uh, Imperfect Disciple, which I'm actually still in middle of reading. But he says, he says, yes, the gospel is better than the law. And yes, in fact, beholding is better than behaving. Mm. You got to say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, the gospel is better than the law. And yes, in fact, Beholding is better than behaving. Well, because when we get the beholding right, then our behaving will be right. But if we try to get our behaving right before we get our beholding figured out, um, it's it's just going to be a lot drier, and it's going to depend on our own strength rather than flow from everything that God is and has done for us. Yeah. So I got to throw this out there. Behaving according to whose standards? <laughs> but but even even better than behaving the way we know we're supposed right. to. Even doing what we know is biblically right, beholding still trumps that. Absolutely. And still should inform that. Right. Because we're not talking about behaving according to man's rules. We're talking about listening to the Holy Spirit, beholding in wonder and awe of God, spending time with him. And through that, our lives are transformed, not the other way around. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Which takes us to purpose. Right. Yes. I I would love for you to take this one away. So, um, (laughs) So the dictionary says the reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists is the, is the noun for purpose. Um, The verb is have as one's intention or objective. So what does purpose mean? Mm. You know, what does purpose mean to us as, as a Christian? Um, Purpose also, uh, another definition, the reason why something is done or used, the aim or intention of something, the feeling of being determined to do or achieve something, um, the aim or goal of a person, what a person is trying to do. It goes back to me to the very first definition. Purpose is the reason for which something is done or created, or for which something exists. And purpose, our purpose, 
this is it's got two or three fold thing here. Our purpose is to glorify God. Our purpose is to follow him. And we couldn't do that after Adam and Eve's sin. It broke that relationship. But when Christ came and you see his coming all through the Old Testament, you know, everything, the whole scripture, um, the whole beautiful narrative of creation, fall, redemption. God began to redeem us from the time that Adam and Eve sinned. And our whole purpose is to glorify him. But when Jesus came and he died on the cross, I shouldn't say but because that's the wrong contraction. Um, wait, is that a contraction? <laughs> so that's the, <laughs> I'm like questioning myself now. But when Jesus came and died on the cross and, and he shed his blood to cover all of our sins, our purpose is to become more like Christ through what he did for us, nothing of our own. And it's not just to become more like Christ. It's to become more like Christ, which then in turn brings glory to the father. So our purpose to be here is to bring glory to the father. And how do we do that? Do we do that in our own strength? Mm -hmm. No, we can't do that. But everyone has a longing to have a purpose, right? You were talking about this earlier about thirsting and longing for God. We all want to have a purpose. There are books out on purpose. You know, Rick Warren wrote The Purpose Driven Life. Um, and whether you agree with Rick Warren or not, I'm telling you that book has turned a lot of people's lives around because people are looking for their purpose in life. Everybody wants a purpose. They, I mean, nobody really wants to live a non-purposeful life. But what does that look like in Christendom? That mm -hmm. looks like whatever we do, becoming more like Christ, we're bringing glory to the Father. So I'd like to look at it this way. If you look at John 15, okay, and this is... Um, John 15, you're going to, a lot of people are going to be very familiar with this passage. Um, and I know that uh, recently um, my pastor spent five weeks just in John 15 because there's so much to be unpacked there. But if you look at John 15 and it says, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. None of us like that part of the verse. You're like, why is this happening? I mean, I'm doing what God wants me to do. But he clearly says every branch that does bear fruit, he's going to prune even more. So it will bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. And here we go. Verse four, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you 
unless you abide in me. Verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We can do nothing without the vine. We can do nothing without the father. And so our purpose is to be the branch. Seriously, just like hashtag be the branch. <laughs> Everybody's striving for this and that. And like, you know, like I'm, I'm striving. I want to have purpose here. I want to have purpose there. We can look at John 15 and go, okay, wait, as a believer, my purpose is to just be the branch. Mm-hmm. I'm not the vine. Sometimes I try to be the vine, right? We can all say at times we're trying to be the vine, but we just need to be the branch because the branch is what our purpose is to bear fruit. Now, we we are known by our fruit as believers, mm-hmm. right? Said, so well, they're known by their fruit. But what gets twisted sometimes is that everybody's working, 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 working hard to produce fruit. Got to produce fruit so people know I'm a Christian. And, and um, my pastor recently put it in a way that I'd honestly not thought about it this way. But, um, you know, I can't preach five weeks of messages in one podcast. Oh, no, I use the word preach. <laughs> Don't be preaching, Lois. Yes, ma'am. but we're talking about the the vine and he is the true vine he's the only one that can be the vine we're to be the branch and the branch produces fruit but the branch doesn't produce fruit from working and doing and going and you know abiding by all these rules and all of this (laughs) the only reason that the branch bears fruit is because it's connected to the vine. It's connected to the vine. Nothing else matters. So, you know, if we talk about our purpose in life, we talk about, you know, I was made for purpose and we were, we are made for purpose, each and every one of us. And I believe that God shows us what we're made for. But if you really want to simplify it down to a couple of things, everything that we do, should be done to the glory of the Father as we become more like Christ and we become more like Christ and we bear fruit because we stay connected to the vine and we just do our job of being the branch. Right. Because we're because we're resting in him. So another another version besides uh, abide, uh, even a, a truer um What's the word I'm looking for? A closer um, meaning for abide is actually the word remain. Remain in me. Remain in me. And I in you. If you remain in me, you will bear fruit. And guess what? Our purpose is to bring glory to the Father. When we bear fruit... That fruit's not for us to consume. 
It's not for us to consume. No fruit that's ever produced eats it eats from its own <laughs> branch. I know that sounds silly, but my pastor said that recently. The fruit's not for us. Again, no. the fruit that is produced isn't for us to prove how we are a Christian and look at the fruit in my life. The fruit's not for us. Right. It's to be turned and the fruit is to point others to the Father. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to stop preaching. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're talking about our purpose and how we can accomplish that through resting in Christ and glorify God, I love the verse that says that we were created for his pleasure. You, in your purpose, mm. bring God pleasure. And I think when we hear that word, We've just heard it so often that it might not hold mm. all the weight that it could. But the Bible also says that God delights over you with singing. Like you delight him. You bring him pleasure. And that we ha- have even that capability mm. <laughs> in our yeah. mortal flesh is crazy. <laughs> uh, but that is a purpose that mm-hmm. we can fulfill each of us individually. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. He does delight over us. And Mm. I don't know how many people Mm -hmm. have honestly heard that a lot from the pulpit, that the father delights in us. And I'm not sure how many people have actually heard that true message that he delights in us, that he sings over us. It's driving me crazy that I can't think of the passage where he sings over us. Is it? Is it? I don't remember either. Zephaniah, <laughs> kind of like me and the um, couldn't remember the name of the movie Inside Out. Right, and me, I'm sure this could be a whole podcast episode. But just for a second, I feel led to talk about why people would be uncomfortable because I think there's probably someone listening right now that that makes them uncomfortable to hear that God is delighting in them. And I just, I hope it touches their heart and stirs them and just kind of melts them a little bit. But what, what the person who's, who's feels like that's uncomfortable. All I would say is that if, if it feels uncomfortable to you, whoever's listening and that feels uncomfortable, sit with it, ask yourself why. Why does this feel uncomfortable to me? What am I afraid of? Because I think uh, we've been taught so long that if you get too far over into grace, you're going to start living in license or in um, licentiousness, and you're not. When we are fully uh, in frame of God's love for us and his delight over us, that's when we can let that wonder inform everything that we're doing and everything that we're saying and that we can draw our purpose from mm. God delighting over us and then in turn our actions glorify him and bring him pleasure and it's a beautiful cycle right you know um the the beautiful cycle one of the things i think that was wielded um as i was growing up in the john john 15 chapter that we talked about a minute ago was um that he cuts off the branch that's, you know, the problem um, or or whatnot. Um, And 
I would like for people to actually do a word study on that. Um, if I remember correctly, the the word there is eros or eros, A-I-R-O um, accent. I, I can't remember exactly, but I would like for people to do a word study because when, when you do that word study, you'll find that that word could have been translated either way, um, cut off or lift up. So I'm not questioning mm. the translation at all in any way, shape or form. But if you look at historically, and again, this is something my pastor shared recently. If you look at historically, when they were going into the vineyards and the vines, they didn't have all of the sophisticated lining and all of this. And so there were times where vines would just droop down and the gardener would go through historically, wipe that off, pick it up and attach it back to the main vine. Or if it had become weak and he still felt like there was life in it, he would cut it. He would cut the main vine. He would graft that into it, wrap, wrap the branch back mm-hmm. into the vine for it to grow again. But a lot of times I looked at John 15 as not a chapter of encouragement and just be the branch that I could just remain in him and abide in him. And if I'm doing that, if I'm clinging to him, he has me, he will speak to my heart. The Holy spirit will do his sanctification work. It was more of, I was afraid I'm going to be cut off. Not that I could lose my salvation, but I'm going to end up. Oh, this is probably a whole nother podcast. I'm going to end up with God's second best. And I've missed the target of his perfect will. And so the rest of my life, I'll just have second best Mm. of the father. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a whole nother. Yes. (laughs) I would love to go. go That's a whole nother podcast. That's the will of God. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. So while we're on purpose, I would like to just, there's another way that we can take this. And I'm sure we could say this for each one of our words, but, uh, each one of us has been given a specific purpose and God has a plan and God can make purpose out of even the most painful parts of our lives. Mm. And that's even this podcast is a testament to God doing that, Mm -hmm. taking something that maybe we would wish we didn't experience and being able to press into grace sweeter and better than we would have if we hadn't been exposed to a legalistic structure. So that's just one example of God writing beautiful stories out of our yuck. Mm-hmm. And he takes our weaknesses and our brokenness and gives us purpose. Yes. Yes. And we are all weak and we are all broken. And anybody who claims that yep. they're that they're not broken, um, I don't know, maybe has been in quarantine since the day they were born and they've never experienced pain, but we've all experienced pain because we walk around in a broken world that is in the process of being redeemed. We have been redeemed through the blood Mm -hmm. of Christ, but the world, I mean, scripture even talks about, I mean, the earth knows its purpose and, and I'm, I'm probably going to get misquoted on this and people are going to say, well, Lois thinks that the earth is alive and, and it has a mind of its own. That's naturalism. And that is not what I'm talking about. But when God created everything, he created it perfect. And when 
man brought sin into the world. Everything is not functioning as he had intended it. And scripture even says that the earth groans for his coming because we are in the process, the creation, the fall, the redemption, and then the harmony that was in Eden will come back. And, and that's living our purpose, knowing that, understanding that, walking in that, um, that it all brings it back to him. And I think walking together, walking in him, kind of can transition into the second meaning of our word relational. Mm-hmm. because we want to make this podcast relational. Absolutely. And, um, I'm sorry, guys. Maybe we'll have to have a new hashtag for you too. But with our hashtag <laughs> sister seeker, we want to learn truth and pursue God's heart together as sisters in Christ, walking together wherever we are on our journey. Right. Maybe this is brand new to you. Maybe uh, freedom from legalism is brand new to you. Maybe you just came across our podcast and Christianity is new or a real relationship with Jesus is new. Wherever you are, we want to just walk together. Right. Lois and I, now that we get to do this podcast together and we've become friends, we get to walk together and Mm. we would love to create community around this. Right. But also to be super honest and Yeah. Transparent and raw, which are not easy things in our society because we open ourselves up being vulnerable to whatever comes our way. But, um, you know, you, you mentioned several different scenarios and I bet you anything, Emily, that there are women who have walked with God all of their lives but they're worn out and they're tired and, and because Mm. they've maybe been put in a position where they felt like they had to constantly produce or they've been walking with God all their lives and things have happened. And maybe they're in a crisis of belief. Like if God is good, why is this happening? So, you know, we just, we're not going to have all the answers. We may end up sometimes with more questions than we have answers but we just want to walk with each and every one of you and know that, um, you know, in our opening podcast here, just know that we're already praying for you. We're wherever this um, is listened to wherever you are um, that we're praying for you and that there is a God, the one and only true God who loves you. And because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we now have a direct path to God the Father because of Jesus redeeming us. And he wants to continue to write your story. Or maybe you're in a place where he wants to help rewrite your story. Because nothing that Emily and I do Um, do we ever want it to be just fluff and just for the podcast? Because our purpose, of course, is to point people back to Jesus, 
to bring glory to the Father. So we want to be relational. Mm-hmm. We want to walk in our faith in a healthy way while experiencing God's faithfulness to us. And I want to be held accountable to sit in wonder and awe of him and who he is and walk out our purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Do you mind if we actually pray on the show? Oh, please. do you mind if we just pray over the people that will be listening? Absolutely. Is that's like the best thing. I love the fact that you were listening to the Holy Spirit's prompting yeah. on that. Dear heavenly father, thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity to share your love uh, and your wonder at who you are with others listening. God, we thank you for this opportunity and for the people that will hear it. And please uh, bless their hearts and draw them closer to you. Help them to know that you're right there next to them with them and that your presence is never changing, that you are always with them. And we can just grow more in tune with what you're saying and speaking to us and follow you so that we can glorify you or just comfort anyone listening who needs comfort and encourage those who are facing hard things. Please give discernment wisdom to those who are facing big decisions and help us to have lots of fun on this. Also, just thank you for the opportunity again in Jesus name. I'm so thankful for that. Um, And we want to, among ourselves and in our growing relationship with the Lord, um, to continue to experience God's freedom, to empower you to get into the word um, on your own because uh, he, he wants to spend time with you and his letter to us is beautiful. Um, If you don't know, maybe where to start reading. If you're brand new to this, um, reach out to us and maybe we'll try to help get you some resources. But, you know, the book of John in a readable version that will that you will be able to relate to is a great place to start. We want to encourage you, um, strengthen you and just walk alongside you. You can reach out to us at hello at sisterseeker.com. So direct all your stories, any questions, um, any resources that you're looking for um, to that email address. Again, that's hello at sisterseeker.com. And very soon, Justin Knight is working on putting together a website Mm -hmm. and we will have all the links and everything up, but uh, we're just you know, getting our feet under us and getting everything rolling. Uh, but the email address is, is live right now. Yeah. So connect with us that way. You know what we might have to do when we start working on our merchandise, we start working on our merch. We may have to take some of those phrases that people came up with for the beginning of our podcast and put them on the back of a t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with, with just marks with them. Um, because those are pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty awesome. Who knows Nathan, Nathan's phrase that we weren't able to share completely on the podcast may even make that t-shirt. <laughs> if you know, you know, <laughs>
Um, if you don't know, you need to be part of the RFP fam community on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a wrap. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this time. I think so. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the RFWP. Lois and I are so excited for everything that we have planned and all of the episodes coming in the future. We hope that you really got a feel our heart for this podcast. I wanted to let you know what you can expect in some upcoming episodes. We are excited to share with you some episodes of all different flavors and varieties. We will tackle hard subjects. We will dig into our faith and how that helps us love our neighbor and God and the people around us. And then some episodes will be a a little lighter like this one. We will also be bringing in some special guests and we plan on having a whole lot of fun along the way. So thanks for being here. If you liked today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. We love seeing those notes and we can't wait to connect with you more. Until next time, sister seekers.